0: It was about a week ago now that I gave this presentation on the Vesica Piscis. And if you need a quick review, it's a reference to the 153 number. We see that in the last chapter of the Gospel of John of Yochanan, when the 153 fish are pulled up out of the Sea of Galilee. And here, maybe the best thing to do is actually just to take you through this document really quickly. This is, of course, a Pythagorean number. And there it is right there, the vesica piscis. And if you look closely at that, now th- this is two overlaying circles that, you know, come over each other and form a central lens there. And it is also the same as the Christian fish, the ichthys fish or the jesus fish. And you can see it right. Uh, my mouse isn't picking up in the video, but uh, you could see it right there on the right. And there's the if you need the mathematical equation right there, uh, you see the the one five three in the middle making up the fish. There's a lot here. I'm not going to go over again. This is important right here, though, understanding the age of Pisces. And Piscis, which means fish, is just like Pisces, the age of Pisces. And m- most people don't realize that with the age of Pisces, there's actually two fish. And this is the, the masculine and the feminine, the uh, the polarities of masculine and feminine coming together. And one of the points I brought up was the, the two-finger hand sign. You can see it right here. And you see it all over the life of Yahushua HaMashiach in medieval artwork. And I specifically chose a medieval artwork for all of this. That, that one there on the left may be Enlightenment era. Uh, I'm not really quite sure. But you see it with uh, baby Messiah and coming out of the tomb Messiah and being tempted in the wilderness Messiah and even being crucified, Messiah, at all different points of his life. We also see it here when he is distributing the two fish. There it is, the two fish, the age of Pisces, the masculine and the feminine. And he's giving the two fingers there. We even see him here in the design, in the vesica piscis, over here on the right. You could see it. He's right in the center, and he's giving the two fingers. And the conclusion of this, of course, was that the vesica piscis is All throughout uh, medieval, or you say dark ages architecture. And of course, I'm calling this the millennial kingdom. I believe this was physically the millennial kingdom of Yahushua HaMashiach, and it is everywhere. The whole, these places were dripping at their very core with the Vesica Piscus. All right, so I came out with that video one week ago. I think we're all caught up to speed now. Here's my update. There is always going to be opposition to any new idea put forward, though I think of these outings as a search for the mysteries, the heavenly mysteries, ancient truths which have been hidden from us, and also a study in controlled opposition. My recent suggestion that the two fingers pointing heavenward in medieval artwork that it referenced a fusion of polar energies, the male and female duality working in balance together, a sort of age of Pisces doctrine, I guess you could say, met some backlash, which is to be expected. A commentator invoked the Baphomet statue for their rebuttal, seeing as how he, she, or them, they, whatever the Satanist statue's pronouns are, also has two fingers erected toward heaven. Perhaps I'm assuming, but here is the deductive argument as I hear it. Yesus has two fingers pointing towards heaven. Baphomet has two fingers pointing towards heaven. Therefore, Jesus is Baphomet in disguise. The thing about Hasatan is that he doesn't actually create anything. He simply twists and contorts creation as well as the mysteries into cheap knockoffs, lying, stealing, and ultimately destroying all that he touches. And so, which came first? The Jesus artwork or the Baphomet statue? The answer to the quandary seems pretty straightforward. The statue is rather recent. It was not made until 2015. But then, the best-known modern image of Baphomet was not drawn until 1856 by the short-season French occultist Eliphas Levi. I haven't read his book, Transcendental Magic. It's doctrine and ritual. It doesn't sound like a read I'd be interested in, by which the illustration is supposedly derived. But the name Levi sounds awfully familiar. He was a Jew. Much is going on with the Baphomet image, and I don't intend to cover it all here. It is envisaged as a winged hermaphrodite containing a multitude of binary human-animal, male-and-female opposites, with a torch between its horns and a pentagram on its forehead. Its arms bear the Latin words solve and coagula, which means to separate and join together. We see two serpents entwined around the caduceus, the staff of Hermes, and of course it is employing the use of two fingers to point towards heaven, with its other hand directing our attention towards the earth as above, so below. Again, much is happening, though I am seeing many stolen, probably corrupted concepts, and very little originality in any of what we are given. Satanism comes across to me as a blah, blah, bland, material-based, and agnostic spirituality, really an atheistic spirituality, with very little, if anything, satisfactory to offer. Certainly nothing original void of all nutritional value but the boring blowing out of birthday candles and dead-end worship of the self. The offense in the Baphomet image isn't simply in its intellectual theft, but its oversaturated strokes of malpractice. The entire image, including the name itself, is shameless propaganda. Since we're on the subject, it is the word Baphomet, which ultimately nabs my interest. Classes in session, pay attention, boys and girls, and try not to sleep through this part. Mentions of Baphomet have been found in documents going all the way back to the 11th century, smack dab in the Dark Ages. The earliest that I can find is attributed to an early crusader's letter dating to 1090. Many suspect Baphomet is an old French corruption of the name Mohammed, which was Latinized to Mohammed. On this particular point, I am most definitely open to listen, I mean mostly because I suspect something else entirely was going on with the so-called founder of Islam than what centuries of propaganda have led us to believe. I'll probably be using that word a lot today, propaganda. Interestingly enough, the name Baphomet has Islamic connections well beyond its founder. Medieval chroniclers, as well as Crusaders, refer to mosques as Baphomerias. There it is. The very name Baphomet is embedded within them, the mosque. And now I'm thinking I need to put together a presentation on the stunningly beautiful mosques of the Millennial Kingdom. Just look at them, having all the familiar markings of what has already been covered in other areas, domes, pillars, grand towers and arches. I'm even detecting hollowed out octagonal shaped baptistries for engines. I mean, it could be bandstands or there's something of that sort and they're hollowed out. There, There was an engine placed within that. Like the Gothic cathedrals, so too were the Baphumerias, ethereal energy harvesting centers. For those of you who read my theories regarding the end of the millennial kingdom, it came to a close in the whereabouts of 1500 AD, according to my theory. you may re- Then you may recall how Templar castles were also shown without allotting the proper time to a- appreciate them. I simply dropped them into your lap, much like I'm doing now and moving on with the conversation. I suppose that's the wonderful thing about photos on a page. Learn the intricacies of ancient tech and the hidden mysteries of the architecture begins popping out at you whenever and wherever it is cross-referenced. The Templars, of course, come heavily into the Baphomet discussion, especially since the Templars were accused by King Philip of France and his fellow inquisitors of worshipping an idol named Baphomet. It was a few of the Templars who apparently confessed to the deed, among a laundry list of other flamboyant confessions. And those confessions came under torture. It's all wartime propaganda. What if the Templars were, in fact, guardians of the realm? Why, that would make their Masonic inheritors the controlled opposition. It is quite possible that Baphomet is a transliteration of Abu Fihamat, an Arabic word which means father of understanding. Some of you will still claim the father of understanding being referenced is none other than the mythical Baphomet statue bouncing its way through the Templar kangaroo court. Well, then I am hesitant to do this, though may have little choice but to invoke the Apostle Paul. And this is what he says. I pray that the Elohim of our Adonai, Yahusha HaMashiach, the father of glory, may give unto you the Ruach Chokmah and revelation and the knowledge of him. This comes from Ephesians 1.17. Chokma is the Hebrew word for wisdom. In Greek, the word for wisdom is Sophia. The spirit or the Ruach of wisdom is none other than the Ruach HaKadosh, and she is feminine. We see here that the giving of the Ruach Chokmah is to gain revelation and knowledge of him, our Heavenly Father, the Elohim of our Adonai Yehusha HaMashiach. There is your fusion of polar energies, the male and female duality working in harmonious balance together. Now, follow the breadcrumb trail from Baphomet to Knowledge to the Father to Sophia. In order to do that, we will need something called the Atbash Cypher. The Atbash cipher is a Hebrew code which substitutes the first letter of the alphabet for the last, the second letter for the second to last, and so on and so on. It was Dr. Hugh Schoenfield, a translator of the Dead Sea Scrolls, who apparently made the Baphomet discovery. When the Hebrew letters spelling Baphomet are applied to the Atbash cipher, it generates the Greek word Sophia. Sophia in Hebrew is, uh, you could see it right there. And the atbash form is, you can see right there, or Baphomet. And there it is, the blatant propaganda. It was the age of Pisces, a blending of the masculine and the feminine divine. And potentially for the Templars, it was wisdom as embodied by the Ruach HaKodesh, whom they were representatives of. In the game of Monopoly, the Mysteries of Heaven edition, The Baphomet property appears to be yet another cheap knockoff of a far superior heavenly concept designed to keep you away from the truth. Controlled opposition at its finest.